Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hello, hello, Pivot people. Welcome back to Pivot. Today is season one, episode 18. Holy cow. The one with all the poker. The poker. Welcome. So, guys, this the smut book updates. I, I got to be done. Are you done? I'm done. Wait, did you actually finish the book or are you just done? No, done? I'm just, no. I might be curious when it, like, to see if it gets to an actual sex scene, but I'm, I'm so done. I'm not, I have no desire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about halfway through to be determined on if I'll finish it. But I think this was a very interesting experiment. I did appreciate it. Maybe it we, maybe because we had no idea what we were doing, we chose the wrong books. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. You did so much research. I know. <laughs> I tried. You did. And maybe I should. So maybe I should give mine more of a chance because you did so much research. Don't force it. Remember, we're in the era of like letting it go if it doesn't serve you. We are totally going Don't to- Don't waste time on shit. Frozen this and let it go. <laughs> Mark is red. Mark is red and move on. <laughs> um, one thing I just wanted to mention, I don't know if we had talked about it previously because this happened, what, like a week or two ago? Mm -hmm. um, but Courtney Cox got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I know. Did you see the photos of- um, Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow next to her. Oh, so sweet. And Jennifer Aniston cried when Courtney Cox gave her speech. It was so adorable. Did you listen to the speech? I didn't. I didn't. I just saw the videos of Jennifer Aniston crying. It was so cute. I was so interested to see it. It looks like Jennifer Aniston is the only other friend that has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which ah. seems criminal to me. Yeah, kind of me too. I mean, why don't they all have them? I know. Like, or does the fact that Lisa one? Kudrow doesn't have one shocks me. Same, same. I mean, the fact that neither anybody else doesn't have one, like it's shit crazy. I wonder how they decide that. Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe we should put that on our Google list because yeah. I would love to know how they decide that too. I'm so curious because there's so many people that have them. Where does it end too? Like, do they run out of room at some point and then it's like, oh, sorry, nobody else is getting in. Looks like you can nominate people. Oh, there is a 50,000 sponsorship fee upon selection. <laughs> a $50,000 sponsorship fee? Yeah, the fee is used to pay for the creation and installation of the star as well as the maintenance on the Walk of Fame. Price subject to change. That is literally <laughs> that is literally from walkoffame.com. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, sorry, I'm not going to nominate and anybody. And the FAQs. <laughs> I do not have 50K to just drop for somebody to get a star. Did you know that there's one posthumous, posthumous, how do you say that? Posthumous? Posthumous. A posthumous, what the fuck? <laughs> there's a posthumous <laughs> one given each year to someone who has been deceased. Interesting. Oh, mm -hmm. I've never been there. A posthumous nomination has a two-year waiting period. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going anywhere. They're dead. So this is crazy. This is crazy. Wow. The receipt, the recipient has upon two years to schedule their ceremony. If it's not done within two years, it expires and the application has to be resubmitted. This is very interesting. It's a whole website. They have a whole website. Hollywood is its own world. Yeah. For real, for real. The average age of 
let's see, an average of 30 stars are selected per year. Oh, that's a lot. And it's a 250 application fee. $250? Mm-hmm. Not $250,000. $250,000. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's cute. Totes adorbs. I like it. Well, that was fun. Yes. Okay. Back to the one with all the poker. Yes. So our writers are Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. So Jeff is missing his Jeff counterpart. I was just thinking that Jeff and Jeff are no longer, at least for this episode. Jeff and Mike. Jeff and Mike. I love Sikowitz. Mm-hmm. And then our director, James Burroughs. With his beam. His beam is definitely back. Jimmy. Jimmy. Did you not beam. feel like watching this episode, the beam just gets in the way? Yes. It's such a weird choice. Like, especially with this episode that could be a little bottle episode-y. Like, it's basically just them, the apartments, and maybe a coffee shop scene. Like, the beam is in the way. Agreed. Don't I like don't it. understand that choice. I don't like it. After like, watching closely for a season, I don't like it. No, like, I think you can have it here and there, but having it every time you come back, I'm just like, Jimmy Burrows, come on, <laughs> dude. I know. But anyways, so original air date, March 2nd, 1995. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Episode recap. And I thought, I thought this episode was interesting. It's very, the flow is interesting, right? It's a little choppy. A little bit. And you know what's interesting too is this one doesn't start in the coffee shop. Most of them do. Yeah. Where does this one start? I forget. In the apartment. Oh yeah. They're whistling. Mm-hmm. They start, they're whistling that little tune. Uh, okay. Good segue. So friends are in the apartment. Maybe I should just look at my notes, <laughs> my outline here. <laughs> my <laughs> notes. We're doing this off the top of our head, Tiana. I know. What? <laughs> um, so all the friends are in Rachel and Monica's apartment. Rachel has prepared her resume to apply for a job because she's sick of being a waitress. She's like, I'm sick of being called, excuse me. <laughs> That actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I was like, because it doesn't hit you the same, I feel like, as before. And now you're like, oh, I get why that's funny because it's not an actual name, but she thinks it's a name. I don't know. Well, I, I went to the post office today and I, w- I said, excuse me. And I was like, I know what Rachel Green is talking about. I feel really bad. I just called this woman. Excuse me. Well, do you, what, did you know her name? No, but what's better? Like, you can't call her ma'am. No, that's horrible. Right. Don't want to. She was not a miss. No. Excuse me is polite. It is polite. It is polite. Could be, could be worse. Could be way worse. So the friends are whistling, packing uh, resumes into envelopes, but Ross catches a typing error. Again, Rachel's horrible uh, computer skills or typing skills come back to haunt her. (laughs) I have excellent computer skills. Computers. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Computer skills, misspelling on the actual computer. Oh, yeah. I bar- I guarantee you that that's not, like, unintentional. No. So then again, kind of a choppy thing. Like, it's it's hard to tell, like, how much time has passed. It's, it's kind of hard and it's kind of easy. But a few days later at the coffee house, Monica and Phoebe come in with a bunch of rejections. So mm. Rachel's resumes to this point have not gotten her a, a uh, job interview and then we pan over to Ross Ross and Chandler kind of in the corner (laughs) and Chandler's like pushing on to Ross about how much he's still obsessed with Rachel he's like could you be more into her right oh that whole scene too where she comes over and he's like a floppy wet noodle I I know he just turns to mush and he's like trying to deny it and it's like it's very obvious give into it then last but not least, Joey comes into the coffee house and Chandler and Ross make fun of Joey for crying at last night's poker game because what was there like a little brownie on the po- the J? Yeah, 
there was a, a piece of chocolate on the three making it look like an eight. Oh, yeah. But all I think about whenever I see that scene is you can literally count the symbols. And so, like, even though it may have looked like an eight, you would have been able to count if it was, like, of the diamonds or whatever. You would be able to see there's only three diamonds on that card. Yeah. So, but again, Joey's not the brightest bulb in the box. Poor so. Joey. I know. So the girls catch wind of this and they're like, um, we would like to be included in the game, please. We want to play poker. Yep. Do you know how to play poker? I do. Do you know how to play poker? I know just enough to do very horribly. <laughs> like if I actually knew the games and how to play, like I understand like the cards that are probably good, like a full house, a flush, but like. It would, it, I would lose every single time. I, so I would probably do bad now, but my dad really liked playing. And so like our neighbors would do poker nights, like the guys would. Mm-hmm. And before they got too toasted, they would usually let the kids play. And so like I was maybe like pre-teens, teens. And so I would actually play and like put money in and we did Texas Hold'em. What is that? <laughs> so you get dealt two cards and then there's three cards called the river And basically you end up getting five cards all on the table and there's like a whole series of how you like actually bet in it. And you can use any of the cards on the table uh, along with your two cards to create the best hand. Okay. So see, you've lost me. I'm sorry. (laughs) You've lost me. (laughs) I would be terrible now. I'm sure of it. I mean, slapjack is much more my speed. <gasps> Girl, slapjack or spoons? Spoons. I love spoons. Oh my gosh. Um, if you don't know what spoons, spoons is. Spoons gets nasty. Spoons. And if you have ever played ultimate spoons, it's kind of the similar. The hell is ultimate spoons? Oh, this one's good. So I can't remember when you do spoons, it's like everybody goes through and you're like, just like exchanging cards all around in a circle mm-hmm. until somebody gets four of a kind. Mm-hmm. And if you do regular spoons, there's like a whole circle of spoons in the center of the table mm-hmm. and whoever it's like magical chairs, like or musical chairs, there's one less spoons, one less spoon. If you don't grab fast enough, then you don't, you're out ultimate spoons. They're hidden throughout the house. And you have to go oh, find them. Oh, come on. Dude, it was so much fun. It's like um, like a freaking Easter egg hunt. Yeah. See, no. The, no. <laughs> I want to be at the table and I want to... See, this is where I'm like, I want to be at the table. You lose, you're out. Let's move on. I don't want to be going to find a freaking spoon. <laughs> there was one time we played with my cousins and we did ultimate spoons, but like stacked them in pillows. So like there was like... It was like a lasagna of pillows and you had to like dive in. Oh my God. I'm sure. Too we, complicated. Oh, I love it. Too complicated. So good. I don't want to see. I, my patience goes very quickly. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Let's get on to the next round. Let's Thank go. Thank you. Move Let's on. go. Keep it moving. <laughs> so they're next night th- or that night they're at the poker game and the girls have no idea what they're doing. They're basically me playing poker. <laughs> they're like offering up cards like go fish and saying like what hands they're going for or like not understanding what bluffing is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny. <clears throat> like I could be a, a pretty good bluffer, I think. I think but you could. People at work tell me that I have a terrible bl- face. Like I just, it reads all over my face. So I think if you went into it knowing you had to bluff, like you, mm. you could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, at the end, this, this is the episode where we really see Monica's uh, competitive side come out and yeah. I've loved it. It's so fun. It is so funny. Like I, I, there's some episodes where it's a little cringy, but 
for like 90% of it for me, it is so funny. <laughs> she's yeah. just terrible at admitting it. <laughs> so Monica's pissed that she lost. Ross acts like a total jackass. And then the girls demand a re- uh, rematch. Yes. Understandable. Yeah. There's the whole, like, it's a very interesting side to Ross that we have not seen. Like, once the cards are dealt, I'm, I'm not, not a, a nice guy. guy. Like, what is that, Ross? Like, who, what Ross is this? Douchey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to look cool, Ross. I don't know. That's true. And I have a theory that I want to talk about, but not yet. Okay, we'll put a pin in the theory. Put a pin in that. So later that night after the poker game, the guys have pizza at Ross's and they give him a hard time about how much he still likes Rachel. Yeah. And he's still kind of just like denying it. Which is interesting because they were like encouraging him to grab the spoon and mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff earlier in the season. Like, I don't know. I don't know why he's all of a sudden just in denial. I know. <laughs> Side note at this, at his apartment, we see Marcel's love for the Lion King oh my God. in the jungle song. So funny. That was so funny. And then he's like, he air quotes slams the door. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to pay for that later tonight. Yeah. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. So the next day we find out Ross learns or Rachel learns that she got an interview from Saks Fifth Avenue. The mothership is calling her home. Yes. Great line, Phoebe. I love that. And um, they have also hired, I think it's Monica's aunt, Aunt Iris, to give them a poker lesson. Here's another aunt that we don't exactly know who she is. She never comes back. Mm -hmm. And we're like, who is Aunt Iris? But yeah, she is here and she is here to teach you all about poker. I know that she, she, she teaches them like what bluffing is. Yes. Everything you hear at a poker game is complete crap. Love the earrings. Yeah. So that night the game is reconvened at Ross's to, uh, to play poker. Rachel is ecstatic because she had a really great interview at Saks. Mm-hmm. Monica's like, come on, let's go. We got to let's play. See, that's where I'm like Monica. Where I'm like, I was to say, don't waste my time looking for some freaking spoons. Let's get to the next round. I don't want to hear about why this woman is funny. Let's sit down and play poker. Yeah. <sighs> so they sit down at the table and obviously the girls have gone to school. They've got some lessons. Monica knows the game, mm-hmm. whatever game she taught said. Do you remember? I it's Cincinnati. No blinds or no wilds. No ante, something like that. I try to look it up and it's like a, I was going to talk about it, but I was like, it's so complicated to explain. I'm not, not. I'm not going there, but (laughs) it's a version of poker. Okay. Okay. And then Rachel, I love it. Just shuffles like a dealer in Vegas. (gasps) Yes. With the cards. And Joey's eyes just get wide. I know that was so great. Yes. But uh, it's such a letdown because they lose again. I know. I totally thought they had them. I did too. I thought, okay, well, I mean, the, Obviously, I know the episode, but mm-hmm. it's kind of thinking about it from not knowing what's going to happen. You're like, oh, they will for sure get all of these lessons and we'll mm-hmm. crush them. It's so interesting because, again, as they're settling up, Ross's his jackass side comes out again. And um, this time, Rachel, like, hits back at him mm-hmm. like the, ooh, I'm a man. Ooh, I have a penis. I have to win money to exert my power over, over women. women. Ooh, that is one of my favorite quotable lines from this episode for sure. Yeah. And so, okay, this is where I think, like, I feel like this is the episode of like when you have a crush on somebody and you've got two people that at this point, like, I think Rachel's probably into Ross as well. Cause it's kind of like that playground dynamic of like, you like each other, but you're going to be like, 
give each other a hard time and troll each other because you like each other. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pick on you. And that's my way of showing you that I like you. So keep trying to pursue me. It's the like push the girl on the playground down because you think she's cute. Like Ross is, that's, that's the era that Ross is in. He's in his playground era. And I think Rachel's in her, like, like this is the first time I've watched it back where I'm like, Oh, I think she's actually like flirting back at him the way that she's trolling him. Yes, I would agree. Like she's kind of like, well, I'm just going to give it right back to you. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not going to let you kind of get away with just picking on me. Like I'm going to show you I can stand right up to you. That's mm-hmm. that's what I take it as too. So yeah, I agree with you. He's in the playground phase. She's in the I'm not going to let a boy push me around phase. Yeah, but I also think this boy is kind of cute. So he's going to yes. see... He's going to see my feisty side. Yes. And he's going to like me through it. Exactly. So the next night we have another poker game and this is what was kind of like choppy was like going from poker game to poker game. Mm -hmm. Felt just felt a little choppy, but Ross and Rachel have some pregame banta banta banta, which is the like, what was it? It's like your money's mine green, Green. your flies open Geller. Yeah. It's just, it's so good Mm -hmm. with their banter and, um, also, as they're waiting for the game, Rachel is waiting on her interview. So Rachel's trying to get her interview um, to find out if she got the job. And so we have one hand. The first hand goes out. Everybody folds. Ross thinks he has the winning hand, but Rachel puts her cards down, revealing she actually has the winning hand and rubs all her little chips in Ross's face. And then what does she say? And your flies are down. Yeah. I made you look. Like, like Rachel really comes like... Rachel comes into her own this episode. Like you see personality. Yes. I like that. I I thought the same thing. It was Mm -hmm. just like so much more with her this Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. Um, During the game, Rachel trolls Ross. Again, they've got that playground back and forth banta. Rachel's trolling Ross about how he hates to lose. Yeah. Which is a nerve you can see is like super hit. Yeah. He's like such it. a douche about it too. I know. And, but it comes out so much more later about the Gellers and how competitive they are. It just is. It's just a Geller trait that like Monica and Ross are competitive AF. Yes. So. Agreed. Um, after another hand, Rachel gets a call from her interview and she finds out she did not get the job. So sad. Mm -hmm. What a bummer. I think like we've seen a lot of the friends go through like serious ups and downs and disappointments with like Monica with her mom and Chandler with his mom and you know, the Phoebe and Paolo situation and Joey with his dad and like just Monica not getting her big break with with work and Ross going through a divorce. And like, again, this is a big letdown of like Rachel finally thinking that it's going to be a big break, but it's not. Yeah. This is not her crack into show business. No, no. Her crack into show business. (laughs) The one with the butt. Yes. And it's just, it's interesting to see Rachel go through a really tough, tough moment. And like, I don't think we've seen that since, I don't think we've really seen that yet for Rachel. Granted, she left Barry, but she didn't love Barry. No, and she was the one who chose that. Like she yeah. had control over that situation where she's like, I'm going to control my own destiny on this mm-hmm. and I'm not going to marry Barry because I don't love him. But with this, it's so different because she doesn't have the control. It's hopefully somebody will take a chance on her and give her the job. Yeah. So yeah, learning to deal with disappointment and honestly, like mid 20s, this is so accurate. Very, like, so very accurate. Very accurate. So speaking of disappointment, 
The friends were back to poker. Disappointed, Rachel pushes them to the next hand. The hand gets going and Ross slowly starts to raise. Chandler calls, Phoebe calls, Rachel raises $5, even though they're on, they're on low stakes here. It's a 50 cent limit. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel's like $5 um, because she just lost a job and she wants to raise the bet by $5. Yeah. She pissed. She's mad. So the friends, the rest of the friends bow out because they're like, oof, not my hand. Mm -hmm. But And Ross folds, I think, because he's just like, I don't want to poke the bear. Yeah. But Rachel taunts him to come back in. And it's kind of almost like, wait, of all people, why wouldn't you want to play with me kind of thing? Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on, let's, let's go. Let's go do some mud wrestling. Yes. So back and forth, they're raising until they're basically all in. Yeah. Um, and then they have a serious standoff. Like the girls are having to give money. Ch Joey and Chandler are given cash from their wallets. In the end, Rachel reveals, reveals her cards. It's a full house. Yes. Which is what? It's three cards, three cards and two cards mm -hmm. of the three same. Three of a kind and two of a kind. Three of a kind and two of a kind. Mm -hmm. Full house. Ross takes a pause and then he folds. Yep. The ladies celebrate. And the guys are like, oh, we thought we had her and all this stuff. And Ross is like, yeah, but look at how happy Rachel is. And they're like, wait, what? They like dive in to go try to see his cards because yeah. obviously he let her win. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's really sweet. Like I liked this episode of like, it's kind of like the playground episode. Like when you think about Ross and Rachel, they're funny, like playground flirtation. And then it's kind of like guys V girls. Like you've got mm -hmm. the girls really backing up Rachel. And then the guys are really backing up Ross as they're like going at it through this poker game. Yes. I like that. That's a yeah. fun dynamic. It is a fun dynamic. So the episode ends with the group playing Pictionary and the significance of Pictionary is that Monica is famously known for th from throwing a plate in a rage of competitiveness. <laughs> so anytime they play Pictionary, it could get dangerous. Yes. And I love how they all duck in mocking of Monica. I know. It's so good. It is good. Well, that was our episode recap. Really? I, th I think more of a bottle episode. Which is, I like having the bottle episodes every now and then because I think it gives a little bit of a break from so many storylines. And they're just, they're just so fun. Like they're just fun to be together. So let's take a break and then we'll get back into our research. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Ever wanted to find the perfect handmade crochet gift? The Stitch Sisters have you covered. Check out their store where they create crochet goods to order. They create beanies and headbands as well as fun knickknacks for every occasion. You can find them on Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or follow them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. Okay, let's get into it. Background. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I thought this was so interesting. The impetus for this whole episode was inspired by the actual cast playing poker together yeah. on set. Isn't they that would, cute? They would go into like somebody's, like one of the larger dressing rooms mm -hmm. and they would all play between takes and stuff. I thought that was so sweet. And it, it goes back again to what they said of like when Courtney Cox said like, if this is going to work, we all have to be friends. Like yep. they hung out with, with each other 24 seven. Yep. And I love that that became part of an episode. So I didn't know that before doing this research either. I think that's cute. Yeah. I thought it was really cute. Okay. The episode that they're, they're the song that they're whistling at the beginning of the episode is called Colonel Bogey. Mm -hmm. What is it? It's a, like a little marching song. 
That's good. Thank you. Nice job. I can't whistle for shit. (laughs) Oh, this is fun. So Jennifer Aniston described this episode as one of her favorite moments through the whole series. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so cute. Like it, they all work together. And I bet you anything, it's because this was like uh, art imitating life thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do this all the time. And it means so much to her because she knows the real true story behind it. Yeah. And also I think you can tell that Rachel is like, has even more confidence this episode. So like she probably felt like she was coming into her own of like figuring out who Rachel as a character was. And remember Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer had that like attraction to each other, Uh. but they both were in other relationships. And so they always had kind of like an onset flirtation going. And so I think Mm. that's probably why she liked this too, is like, they naturally had an onset flirtation and you can see it come through in this episode. Yeah. It totally works. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a little bit of a combo here. So this is background, but we're also going to throw in some mood points. So Ross's hand was either a four of a kind, a straight flush or Royal flush to have been beaten to have beaten a full house. Right. But here's the thing is that you can actually see his hand And that's the problem is that there's no way that he actually really had any of those things. And this is in the final showdown with Rachel. Yes. Okay. So someone didn't do the math and didn't give him the right cards. Yep. He should have had the right card. So he had a three of clubs, a six of spades, a queen of clubs, a king of hearts. And then he's only got one unknown card and he only asks for one more. Mm. And there's no way he had any of those hands. So, okay. What about the, what about, I also saw this that like, Given his hand, he planned to lose from the beginning, do you think? Hmm. I don't think, I saw that in just some Googling, but I don't think so because he wouldn't let the guy see the cards. Yeah, no, I don't. He obviously would have had a better hand. I think he actually did have a good hand, like in the world that it would exist, right? Yeah. Um. I think that if people had paid attention to the fact that you could see his cards, they would have given him the right cards. But yeah, I think that he had always intended to like not intentionally lose it, but was trying to like give her an out. And when she challenged him, Mm -hmm. he's like, all right, let's go. And then changed his mind again. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a, it's an oopsie. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, one of the things is you see throughout the episode, you you don't see many face-up cards from hands, but mm-hmm. when it's time for cards on the table, it's like out of frame. Like all of this was kind of to avoid reshoots and stuff. So then that way they didn't have to make sure that all the cards are perfect. Same thing with food. It, yeah. At least they had their ducks in a row with the cards. Mm-hmm. Until it came to Ross in the final Until hand. Until it came to Ross in the final hand. When it mattered the most. Yeah. <laughs> when it mattered the most. Um, this was an interesting, interesting point you said about when they're playing Pictionary (gasps) at the end with Chandler. Yeah. Did you notice this? No. Okay. What do, what are your thoughts? Okay. Let me set this up. So at the very end, they're doing Pictionary and nobody can guess what Monica is doing. And all of a sudden Chandler's like, uh, airport 1979, airport 1976 or so like, he's just throwing out numbers. And I now having read Matthew Perry's memoir, I'm like, was that a throw to the show that wasn't like almost kept him from friends in, uh, what was it? LAX 2194. Hmm. 
Like, do you think he was just ad-libbing there? Like, it could be. Yeah. But I thought that and I was like, hmm, I don't know for sure. But in another universe, I'm just going to go with it. Okay. If it makes you happy, go with it. It does. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Bloopers and blunders. Let's get into it. So many. Okay. So when Phoebe asks for a 10 of spades, Rachel offers hers, but hands her a 10 of hearts instead. So one of the times we can see the cards yeah. and it's like, oopsies. It is. It, I could see how ha- playing with cards and doing multiple shoot, like multiple takes would be really hard. Oh yeah. You forget. I mean, you're just trying to do all of the physical motion to it too. I know. Um, so when the gang are sitting in Ross's apartment ready to play poker, Rachel pretends to shuffle the cards, but, and, and she does like that massive shuffle that makes Joey's eyes <laughs> pop. Yeah. Um, but if you look carefully, the cards are joined together, which is like a trick pack yeah. kind of thing, which I like totally could see that. Like there's no way that Jennifer She Aniston made it look good that. though. She did. Yeah. She did. So that's kind of funny. Um, the ending poker hand between Ross and Rachel culminates in a pot of roughly 130 to $140. So it's a good amount. About $270 in 2022 or so. That's a good amount. Yeah. I'd say that's a big hand actually. Especially when you're in your twenties and like that could be making rent like or not. Or is that a trip to Vail? It could be a trip to Vail. It could with with the with the math that the show runners are doing. It could be a trip to Vail for right. sure. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's funny. Forgot about that for a second. Um, but no hard bloopers on this one again. Again, this whole season, you're not going to see a whole ton. No, but. they all did such a good job. But I'm watching. I'm watching for like the cracks, right? Yes. Like, I think what's what I've noticed is like they do appropriate chuckles and like smiles and stuff. But I think they're like, that's how they get it out. Like scratching an itch. Yes. Is they push the envelope a little bit, just enough. Like, did you see Chandler when he like smacked Ross on the head (gasps) in the coffee shop? Like he had a little bit of a little smile and I was like, I bet you, He's like trying to hold it together. I'm so, it's so funny you said that. Cause I, I thought that too, at that exact moment, how funny mm-hmm. it's very subtle, but mm-hmm. you do see it. So, yeah. all right. On to our fashion watch. fashion watch. Okay. So we've got an interesting assortment of fashions. We might disagree on some of these things. I, I can feel it. Probably. So let's start with Rachel's long sleeve blue suede shirt with the black collar. So this is her like, apron outfit yeah now the top bleh, i'm sorry i just what I do you don't like it i thought it was so cute it's the collar it's i love the collar i hate it do you not like collars mm, no no i'm not a i mean i'm and that's like a statement wide neck collar i think it's because it's too wide mm. like i'm not opposed to collars but that one it's like a huge scoop one and it just i don't see i love it it looks good with a little boat neck like Mm-mm. Okay, agree to disagree, but yes. apron watch. Yes. She has a cute little apron on. So cute. It's like, it's got like a little French doodle. I don't know what it is, like a little drawing. And then it's got purple waist band with white polka dots. Yep. It's, it's cute. Super cute. It's cute. Goes mm-hmm. with the outfit. Um, it's, it's Keeping on Rachel's theme, she has this hideous geometric green skirt and then green sweater like did not seem like a rachel outfit if anything it seemed like more like a phoebe outfit 
That's exactly what I thought. The skirt, at least. Like, the the sweater I thought was really cute. Like, I totally would wear that sweater. But pairing it with this really frumpy-looking skirt, I was just like, I am not about this. This is She wears this in the scene where they have Aunt Iris come over. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I just, ugh. I don't know. And if Jennifer Aniston can't make it look good, no one's making that look no, good. No, not good. Um, okay, we both agree Monica Monica's hair is so much better. Whoever's styling it figured out how to style this haircut that they've given her because with the bangs are so much better. They're over to the side. Like, thank you. Yes. It's almost like, um, kind of like a little messy look. Yeah. I yeah. like that. looks almost a little, like it could be a little air dried. It's a little shaggier and like the part is appropriate. Yes. She doesn't have the Gen Z part in the middle with this haircut does not look good. Don't give Gen Z that credit. All right, the middle part, I'm an elder millennial. I was rocking that. I mean, if we're going to go all the way back, like let's just go <laughs> back to the fucking 70s and give them the credit that's due. All right, the hippies did everything, okay? I know. The Gen Z just think they interv- in, um, invented it. Yep. So, okay, Phoebe's light brown suede jacket was so cool. Ooh, yes. I did like that a lot. It gave me the vibe of like cool, chic, like artist yeah artiste like a struggling artist and i'm complicated and sexy yeah (laughs) um ross okay this one stood out to me just all episode like he's got this bang red collared shirt with a white long sleeve button up it's just so 90s with like the button up over the button up with the long sleeves (laughs) it's just Buttons on buttons on buttons. It's all the layers. Like 90s yeah. is so layers. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think that it's, it, it's just, it screams 90s. So you're just like, I can't hate this because it's so retro. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, okay. I'm curious on your thoughts on Chandler's purple Tetris shirt. He wore it at Ross's apartment. Oh my God. I didn't even catch it. It was, it was very interesting. I caught it on my second watch and I was like, this is the most interesting shirt I've ever seen. Now I'll tell you, I love Tetris actually. (laughs) And my cousin gave me his like old original game boy Mm -hmm. and I would play Tetris on that thing forever. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm digging it. It's retro. It's fun. I think it's cute. I liked it. I'm looking it up right now. I got to look. Well, and it's not exactly Tetris. It's more like geometric, but it just looks, it reminded me of Tetris, you know, with the blocks, with the cubies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I, I thought like it was it. cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get into best friend in front of me. Yes. And uh, I struggled again. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled on my best friend. You did? Yeah. Who did you pick? If I'm honest, I don't think I've picked yet. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to go? <laughs> yes. Should I tell you my whole dilemma? Yes. I wanted to make the same person my best friend and my frenemy. Oh, I know who you're going to pick. So my best friend is actually Rachel. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, she got through the letdown. She went toe-to-toe with Ross. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's putting herself out there. She's applying for jobs. So I'm really proud of her and, like, putting herself out there and pushing forward. Yes. Okay. So I was going back and forth between Rachel and Chandler because Mm. the scene where he's like, could you want her more? Yeah. Uh, But I agree with you and I'm going to pick Rachel too. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. So you're going to pick Rachel. Yes. 
Um, that's interesting about that's an interesting thought about Chandler because I was like, there's no one that that's really else giving me best friend energy, but Chandler for sure because he is like telling his friend like, dude, we like like sometimes friends won't tell you that stuff, you know. I know, like he calls it out because you need that like sage wisdom, if you will, Mm -hmm. but. I was thinking, well, if I pick Chandler, then I would have to also pick Monica and Phoebe because they're like supporting Rachel. And then I would also have to pick Joey. And it just, I went down a rabbit hole really quick just now in my head. Just in your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So frenemy wise, mm-hmm. we probably have the same one. I think so. Ross. Ross. Cause just like the jackassery. Yes. And just being competitive and like, I hate to dock the guy for being competitive, but he is such a jackass about it. You do not need to be a douche to be competitive. No. Like, oh, I'm not a nice guy. Like, oh, oh my God. God. I know. And just like, I think again, reverting back to that like playground analogy of just like, dude, would you please ask her out? I know. Like, stop like eating around the bush. Now he's like telling Chan. Now he's like lying to Chandler and Joey of like, no, I don't. I'm totally over her. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, why are you hiding your feelings? I don't know. That is the first time I think I recognize that shift is this episode. So I don't yeah. quite get it either. It's interesting. It is interesting. So I also wanted to make Ross my best friend, though, for what he did at the end with Rachel. Yes, yes. I could see Like, that I thought dilemma. that was, like, really putting aside his pride mm-hmm. and speaks to how much he likes her. And I was like, oh, that is a best friend energy. Yeah. But he, not enough to outweigh the no, douchey. Not enough to outweigh the douche. And Rachel is going through so much and growing so much. Mm-hmm. She earned it. Yeah, after last week's episode of not having insurance. Oh my God. At least she's now applying for jobs. Holy shit, but she has terrible compooper skills. Compooper skills, I know. (laughs) Okay, what is your sandwich rating? I don't give these out easily, but I think I got to give it a five. Shut up, you're going to give this a five? It's the quotables for me because I, that quote of like, flies open, Geller. Yeah, like, that's a classic. Your money's mine, Green. Yes. That's a good one. I gave it a four. Um, solid. It's a solid episode and I really like it. And I like the back and forth and I like the banter and Ross and Rachel kind of stepping up and like really showing us how good they can be and how good they can feed off of one another. Mm-hmm. That chemistry is being built for the audience to see. It's such good chemistry <sighs> with the two of them. So good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So much fun. All right. Episode 18, the one with all the poker. Woohoo. Little choppy of an episode. I think that's why I didn't, I didn't give it a five is like, it feel, it feels a little choppy. Mm -hmm. If you watch the DVD version, there's a few extra like scenes that help break it up. Like they go back to Aunt Iris's for another poker lesson between games. (gasps) That's right. And then like the guys do the Wimba web dance to (laughs) in the, um, in the jungle. There's a, the DVD version is definitely better than the HBO. Yeah. Why does HBO do that? Real people know. Um, I think just that's the, cause the DVD has the extra episode the extra scenes that were cut. Oh. So like the HBO is showing you what actually aired. Mm, I disagree with this. I disagree with this choice. (laughs) I know. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Pivot Podcast. Um, Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know Spotify has this fun little thing where you can like 
respond if you like this episode or ask a question. So <gasps> I did not know this. Yeah. I just learned that on my Spotify thing today. So cool. also follow along at Instagram at the pivot pod. We're always posting polls, memes, fun things. And then email us. Don't take my wind at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, whatever, throw it all in there like the kitchen sink. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.